Welcome to Faith Center Foursquare Church's Message of the Week. For more information on the church or ministry, head on over to our website, eurekafaithcenter.org, or find us on Facebook or Instagram. So today we're going to do things a little bit different. Are you guys willing to do things a little bit different with me? You got to participate with me today, okay? Um, so I, we're going we're gonna to do some story time today. I'm going to tell you guys a story, but I promise I have a purpose in where I'm going, and then we'll, we'll have a point for, for the message today. But I want to tell you guys the story about the one and only, because I will never, ever, 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 I can't say the word ever enough, I will never, ever do it again, the story of the day that I uh, spent on a four-hour trip on a Greyhound bus. Um, so it was very unusual. I had um, my daughter, I was taking my daughter to um, college uh, in uh, Stephen F. Austin University in Nacogdoches, Texas. And so the plan was that she and I were going to go a day or two early, and, you know, we were going to do the girl thing, right? We were going to go into the dorm, we were going to measure the windows and see what the needs were in the bathrooms and do all the shopping and do all the decorating and just have all this great fun and get a hotel and, you know, do all the things, right? So it was, it was really great. And then Joe and my younger daughter, Allison, were supposed to come a couple of days later and then help us kind of finish anything out, you know, anything that needed to be finished up and hang out together for the day and then leave together the next morning. Unfortunately, what happened is my younger daughter, Allison, got a major stomach bug and, um, and could not, um, Joe could not come get me because he had to stay home with Allison. Nacogdoches is three hours away from Houston, where we lived, and I didn't want Jessica, like, the day before her first day of university here, to have to drive three hours and take me home, and then three hours to come back. So I was like, there's another solution, it's fine. So I look up Greyhound buses, and there's a Greyhound bus going, and I was like, that's perfect. I'll just get a ticket on a Greyhound bus. It's cheap. It'll be fantastic. We'll just do that. It'll be an adventure. It'll be great. And so... Um, and so I get this ticket for somebody's already laughed at that because, yes, it was not, a, it, it was an adventure. Um, so I get this ticket for this Greyhound bus. Jessica takes me to the um, bus station, which is not a bus station. It is a liquor, grocery kind of store in a really shady part of town. And the bus rolls up and all these people get off. And what I now understand is they were all getting off to go to the bathroom, but I thought all these people were just getting off. So I get on the bus, and I'm going down trying to find, you know, a seat um, for me to sit in. And people on the bus, see, I've got my bus here. I just want you guys to see I've got my, this is my aisle. I'm walking down the aisle, right, to try to find a seat, and people are like junior hires. They have scooted over to the window and set their luggage here, and they're doing this out the window. So I'm going down the aisle, and I can't find a place, and I can't find a place, and I can't find a place. So I finally get to the second to the last row, and the seat is completely open. And I'm like, thank goodness. And so I come in, I take my seat against the window, because I'm nice, just in case anybody else needs a seat. And so I take my seat next to the window, and, um, and when it comes time, where it's almost time for us to, to go, a gentleman walks back, and he comes, and he sits, he sits right here. And he says, hi, and he tells me his name. I can't remember his name. But I remember he was from Arkansas, so his name forever on the rest of the story will be Arkansas. And so, um, so he tells me his name, tells me he's from Arkansas, and, you know, we kind of, we, we get going on our way, and that's fine. So I've got a book. I've pulled out a book, and I'm ready to go. 
Arkansas, on the other hand, he and the gentleman right here, and there's a woman, come to find out behind me, she was laying back there, so I hadn't seen her originally. Um, they have been on the bus for days together, apparently. And so they, they knew each other pretty well, and they're very comfortable on the bus. And so as we're sitting there and we get going, Arkansas decides he's going to get real comfortable. And so he just kind of pulls himself out, and he just spreads himself out everywhere. And so I am literally like crammed against the window, like holding my book, trying not to be just, you know, run over by this dude. And he puts on these big headphones and he's just, <laughs> he's just sitting there and it's real quiet. And I, he's over there. He's kind of like, you know, he's got his little groove going. And then every now and then it's real quiet. And he goes, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Make that money. You know, and he's just, I mean, he just keeps doing all of this, and I'm like, this is funny. So, like, I'm thinking, I've got to remember this, because this is funny. I've got to tell people this was happening when I get home. And so, that is the least of what happened in the midst of this trip. And so, that's going on. And then, at some point, um, I can tell they're all kind of talking. Everybody's just, these guys are kind of talking. But here, here the conversation's getting rough, y'all. They've, they've been on the bus together for a few days. Uh, and, and right now, it's just these two. It's just these two talking. And then, and then, they start laughing. I don't know what they're laughing at. And they're going, yeah, get it. Oh, go, girl. And then all of a sudden, this head pops up behind me. And there's this woman behind me, and she's going, oh, yeah, you know, I could get me a man on the Greyhound bus. And I'm like, What? And so she's going, I'm going I'm to get me a man. And then she starts saying, does anybody see that number? Does anybody see that number? And as she's saying it, I want you to know, Texas is famous for having ongoing road work, okay? So we are in a ginormous Greyhound bus, and there, there is the cement divider on this side of the road because they're doing road work on the, on the other side of the cement divider. And then there's one other lane next to us, and there's a cement divider on that side of the road. This is narrow, okay? This is narrow. She's going on back here. I haven't seen her yet. I just have seen a little image out of the corner of my eye, but I start to realize there's something that keeps coming up in my window, keeps coming back and forth in my window. And I look over, in my little narrow area of two lanes, there's a semi coming next to us who has taken a napkin and written his phone number on it, and he's driving the semi with one hand, and he's holding the phone number out to the lady next, behind me to get his phone number. And she's going, can anybody see those numbers? Can anybody see those numbers? And then he goes back, and then he waits for a few minutes, clearly doesn't get a phone call, comes back up again. He's got his phone number. He waits for a few... This goes on, you guys. This goes on for... 20 minutes, 20 minutes, easily. So we're a little bit into the drive now, and our driver was going to pull over to let everybody go to the bathroom again. And so he pulls over. We're, and so, oh, I'm sorry, he didn't go back. He went forward, because I think he was assuming she's got my number now, right? So he goes forward, and he gets, is that right? Hold on, I'm lying. Hold on, I'm pausing. No, he's in front of us. He's in front of us, but he's right in front of us. Our bus gets off the exit, 
and we go around to this bus stop so everybody can go to the bathroom. And while we're sitting at the bus stop, everybody gets off, everybody goes to the bathroom, everybody gets back on, and I kid you not that as we are just put it in gear and start to move forward, here comes this guy. He had gotten off at the next exit, turned around, came back, came to the bus stop, and was trying to pull in again to get this chick's number. And so I was, and so everybody, all, all of this group went, oh my gosh, what is going on? So we get back on the road. He starts doing the same thing again, trying to do the phone number. And so I take my cell phone and I'm like, click, I'm taking a picture of this. And so, so <laughs> she's in the back just going on. I, I turned around and looked at her and I was like, and oh, because what she said, this is why I turned around and looked at her, because she said, see, I'm not too old. I'm not out of the picture. I just got married two weeks ago, but I can still get me a new man, which, which made me go, I, like I turned around and looked at her, and I'm thinking, this is insane. And, and she was, I, when I have told this story previously, I have said she was a little bit older, but she was probably in her 50s, which I am now currently in my 50s, so I am just going to say she was in her 50s. And, but she had lived a hard 50 years. You know what I'm talking about? She'd lived a hard 50 years. And she, she was wearing super, super short shorts, and, and they were probably two sizes too small, and a little crop tank top, and body parts are hanging out everywhere. And she had this scraggly blonde hair, and she's doing this, she's saying this, hey guys, hey guys, what if I give him a little what, what? And, and let's see what he does. And they are literally going, they're saying, do it, do it. Because, and this is what they said, because maybe, girl, if you give him a little what, what, maybe he'll get distracted and he'll just clip the back of the bus. And now I'm praying, Jesus, I do not want to die on the Greyhound bus. Please, God, don't let me die on the Greyhound bus. And this is where the conversation goes. Maybe if he just clips, because he's in the back, we're in the back. Maybe if he just clips the bus, we'll just get in a little accident. And then you know what we'll do? We'll get paid. That's what we'll do. We'll all sue. And then they all start talking about how much money they're going to make if he just clips the bus and we just get in a little bit of an accident. And they're encouraging her to give the man a little what what. So that is now her name. She is now what what. So, so I'm taking, I took the picture and... Um, and he finally went, he, he went away, and this guy gets up, and he goes back, and he, sit, he sits with what, what? And, and I can hear them going, she, picture, what? And they're just talking. And I'm like, oh, they're talking about me. <laughs> and he comes back up, and he goes, hey, lady. So now, now we got Arkansas, we got what, what, and apparently I'm lady, just so you know. Hey, lady. And I looked over at him, and I just want to tell you that prior to this happening, I'm literally, I'm literally got my face in the window, and I'm praying, oh, God, please, oh, God, please, I don't want to have the Greyhound bus. Oh, God, please, don't let us get in an accident. I don't want this to happen. Don't let her do any what, what stuff. Please, God, don't let it happen. And, and God, wherever these guys are going, wherever these guys are going, Arkansas and Mississippi and what what wherever they are going Lord please put somebody there to talk to them about Jesus here do you hear it because I did not want that to be me <laughs> I'm being honest 
I'm being on, I, did, I did not want that to be me. So I'm praying that God would put somebody in their path, wherever their destination is, to talk to them about Jesus. So in the midst of this, I get, hey, lady! And I look over at this dude, and he's got teardrops just running down his face. Tattoos. And if you don't know what that means, each one of those teardrops is a kill. Okay? That's what that means. Each teardrop is a kill. So he turns, it's the first time he's really specifically addressed me, so it's the first time I've seen the teardrops, and now I'm like, oh. oh. He says, hey, lady. I'm like, yes. He goes, what you going to do with that picture? And I said, oh. Oh, I said, oh. Well, I said, I, I'm a public speaker, and I'm going to tell this story sometime because it's insane. And they're all going, yeah, it's insane, right, it's insane. I'm going, yeah, it's an insane story. And I said, but nobody's, so nobody's going to believe me. So I, I took the picture so I can show people that, that this really happened. And Arkansas here goes, and, and let me just, let me back it up. Let me back this up just a little bit. In the midst of all of this conversation, I kept it so G-rated for you guys. It was bad. I mean, the language was bad. The color of the conversation was bad. The content of the conversation, it was so bad. I felt like I was just covered in spiritual mud. It was just gross, gross conversation. Okay. So he says, what you going to do with that picture? And I told him, you know, public speaker, blah, blah, blah. And, and Arkansas says, yeah, where do you speak in public? And I, I did this. Jesus, I said where they're going. I did not want this to be me, 100%. I literally had like a moment. Mm. And I was like, okay, okay. So I turned a little bit this way and I said, well, my husband and I are pastors, so I, this, this story is gold, so I am going to share this story at some moment. And he goes, you're what? And I said, my husband and I are pastors. And he goes, like you get on stage sometimes at a church? And I go, yes. He goes, like you talking to a microphone and you tell people things? And I said, yes. I, if I could do it, y'all, I would do it. Arkansas jumps out of his chair. He's spinning circles in the aisle, and he's going, we're all going to hell. We're all going to hell. Oh, my gosh, we're all going to hell. And he's just, go, he's just going, we're going to hell. I've been saying bad things. I've been saying bad things. And he sits down. I'm so sorry, Pastor. I'm so sorry. I've been saying really, really bad things. And I said, why are you apologizing to me? You don't have to apologize to me. Oh, said saying bad things. My grandma taught me better. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and, and so... <laughs> So this happens. In the meantime, Teardrop, we'll call him Teardrop, over there, turn, gets, scoots over to this chair, because he'd been against the wall. Scoots over to this chair, and he does this. Lady. And I, and I go, yes. <laughs> and he says, you really a pastor? And I go, I, I am. And he goes, so you believe in Jesus? And I said, I, I, I do. And he said, huh. So you really believe that he forgives you for anything? I said, I do. And he goes, hmm. And he's looking at me, y'all, like, he's just staring me down. 
And he goes, he paused, and I kept eye contact with him. Because <clears throat> now I'm not afraid. We're engaged now. We're, we're, we're going to go. And I kept eye contact with him. And he goes, what if you kill people? And I said, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I didn't say it like that. I felt that. But I said, yeah. And he goes, what if you kill lots of people? And I said, well, I said, here's the deal. I said, he's not dumb. I said, if, you, if you're truly sorry, if you're truly sorry and you say, God, I'm sorry, please forgive me, I said, absolutely. None of the sin matters. Absolutely 100%. And I go, but he's not dumb. If you're just saying I'm sorry and you're really not sorry and Arkansas is going, she right, she right. He knows. He knows if you mean it or not. He knows. That's what my grandma told me. I know. I grew up in church. I know. That's, that's what, I, what she said. And so, and so I said, but if you're real, I said, it's real. If you're real, 100%, he forgives you. And he was like, hmm, okay. And he starts asking me questions. Well, what about this? Well, what about that? What about this? And so I'm just talking. And then Arkansas <laughs> goes, <laughs> so funny. He goes, hey, I got a question for you. And I go, okay. And he goes, now look. He goes, I like to have a little fun every now and then. And I said, okay. And he goes, I know the Bible. And he goes, nowhere in the Bible does it say anything about like, about like pot or cocaine or meth. It doesn't say anything about that. And he goes, so what do you say about that? Because it's not in there. He goes, I know. It's not in the Bible. I've read the Bible. And I go, okay. I said, do you know what it does say? And he goes, no. I go, it says stay sober. And he goes, oh, she got me. Oh, yeah. He goes, yeah, it says that. Oh, she got me. She got me. I said, so that would include all of that plethora of things that you were just talking about. It says to stay sober. So we continue this conversation for a bit. And, <laughs> and at one point, at one of those points where he was saying, you really think he forgives everything? What, what back here is going, see, I told y'all, I told y'all yesterday, Jesus will forgive everything. I told y'all yesterday, Jesus just loves you. I told y'all. And I'm thinking, what, what? You're trying to get somebody's number and you got married two weeks ago. What are you talking, what is happening in this bus? What is happening here? And so, and so by the end of this drive, I was the first one to get off. I was getting off in Houston. By the end of my drive, they were all still staying for wherever their various destinations were. Much to the behest, well, my husband was not happy with me. Because what I told him on the way home is, um, just so you know, I just gave my cell phone number to a murderer. And he was like, what? And I tell him the story. And I'm like, look. I go, I asked Jesus to put somebody in their path. And he did not let me off the hook. And so I trust that if any way this man uses my phone number, I can trust that God's got my back because God crossed our paths. And I feel confident about it. I feel confident that I was supposed to share with him. And here's the deal. I'm going to put on my old lady glasses now. Thank you so much for getting my old lady glasses for me. 
here's the, here's the things that ran through my mind in the course of the bus. Is I did not want to be the person. Did not want to be the person. But then what do you do with 2 Timothy 4.2? When it says, preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. That does not just address to church leaders. That is addressed to anybody who calls themselves a believer. Do you all know that? Anybody who calls themselves a believer. I, would, I, I will challenge you to say right now, I will challenge you and say, how many of you could find yourself at Ramones today and in a conversation with somebody and you'd be willing to go there? Because it's nerve-wracking. It's nerve-wracking, right? Because we don't want people to think we're strange. We don't want to be rejected. We don't want to be the, you know, the Bible thumper, right? And so we've learned to just be quiet. Am, am I, is that fair? Preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season. And then I love where it says, with great patience and careful instructions. And then this one, 1 Peter 3.15. But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to anyone who asks you. Hear that? To whom? Anyone who asks you. To anyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with what? And? I want to hear it again. Do this with what? And then Joe went over the, the first um, message in our series. He went over this scripture, the Matthew 25, 40. It says, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. But there's another one, five verses down, that says this. Truly I tell you, whatever you did not do, for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Here's what I know. Here's what I know. I am sitting on that bus, and I don't want to have this conversation. Their conversation was colorful enough. I didn't want to get in the middle of it. And I literally asked the Lord to send somebody. I didn't say send somebody else, because I wasn't being that honest with myself, if I'm going to be fair. But I said to send someone when I'm literally sitting on the bus with them, which is lame. But heart check, if I'm going to be real with you guys, then I viewed these three as the least. I'm being honest. I viewed these three as the least. See, they represented things that I would consider the least. She, what, what? represented sexual sin, right? Whether that, whether that is adultery, whether that is living with your boyfriend or girlfriend before you get married, whether that is same-sex relationships, whether that is pornography, she represented sexual sin to me. He, well, let's go, let's go to Mississippi. Mississippi represented murder and violence and hatred. He felt like the least to me. Arkansas broke my heart because he knows the word, because he grew up in church, because his grandma taught him better. And he's trying to make a case for addiction and sin. 
And he, know, he knows better. He knows better. I viewed them as the least. But you know what? Here's the fact. That was their sins. What was mine? Mine was judgment. Mine was prejudice. Mine was pride. Mine was haughtiness. Mine was an unwillingness. To surrender in that moment to a God that was saying, open up your mouth and speak. And I did not want to do it. But I did. And in the end, I don't know what God will do with those seeds. Because I never got a phone call. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> but I believe that on the other side of heaven, that I will see something that came out of that. I will meet someone there that was in that bus with me that day. I will meet someone there. I believe that God will do that because his word brings fruit. It's alive and living and goes in us and brings change, right? It's not just dead words. It's alive and living word. And God plants seed and somebody else reaps the harvest much later down the road. I don't know what my part in it was, but I know I played my part. Not because I went in there super willing, but because at the point where God pushed, I chose obedience. I chose obedience. I want to show you guys a picture really quick. If y'all could put up a picture for me. Yes, that's me, because I'm a dork. See the guy next to me? The guy next to me is Timmy. I've known Timmy since he was a teenager. He was in high school when I met him. I was 20. Um, Timmy, over the course of his life, um, became an addict, uh, became homeless, became a criminal, and spent time in prison. You know what he would have been in my definition when I got on that bus? He would have been the least of these. Timmy is one of my dearest friends. He was my worship leader at the church we were in in Bakersfield. He was my worship leader because he found Jesus and he found restoration and he found hope and his life changed. And I love him and I love his wife and, I, and those grandbabies. Oh, his grandbabies are precious. And I get to hold his grandbabies and love on his grandbabies and kiss his grandbabies and hug his grandbabies. And at one point in my life, he would have been the least to me and I would have discarded him. And so I feel like the word to us today is, are you ready in and out of season? Are you ready? Because we live in a community, in a state, in a country, and in a world that needs to hear the love of Jesus. They just need to be loved. They just need somebody to be willing to look at them and not see the sin, the sexual sin, the violent sin, the, the I don't know what I would call his, the, I don't know. I'll find a word. They need somebody to look at them and just see them as human and to just love them. 
And until we can do that, and until we're willing to open our mouths and just share the love of Jesus, our communities won't change. Our country won't change. The world won't change. But I'm telling you what, I'm telling you what, we are in, in I believe with everything in me, we are in a season of biblical history. And I believe that we are seeing the great falling away and the great, um, what's my word, Joe? Harvest. Thank you. I got it myself. You did not help me at all. The great falling away and the great harvest. I don't know how long this season lasts, but I believe we're in it. I believe we're in it. You know what that means? We're supposed to be a part of it. It says that, it says that, he needs the laborers for the harvest. Are you willing to be a laborer and be a part of the harvest and watch the world change in front of our... We're already watching it change in front of our eyes. Are you willing to see it change for the better? Right? So I want to challenge that. Listen, I'm asking you, are you willing to be a part of the great harvest? Are you willing? Ask yourself that, truly. And then what am I willing to do to play a part of that harvest? What am I willing to do? Ask that and say, God, show me, check me where I need to be checked. If I have a, I want to know. I want to know.